Lecture topic, Protecting Ramadan. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, he wakafa was solar to was salam ala imadihi in the Dina Stafa. Amma Badufa'u the Billahi Minashaytan Rajim, Bismillahi Rahman Rahim. Ya Yuhaladina Amanu Kutiba Ali Kumusya Mukama Kutiba Aladina Min Publicum Lakum Tatakun. Akalan Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ittakil Maharimatakun Abadan Nas. أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. Most respected students of Deen, brothers and sisters, this is with the fuzzle of Allah Taala, the continuation of the programs that had been paused before Ramadan. May Allah Taala make it a means of benefit for myself, for all of us. The ayat of the Quran Sharif that was recited, this has been heard many, many times before Ramadan and during Ramadan, which was very easy to understand the context or the, as we may call it, the relevance, because it was regarding the month of Ramadan, regarding fasting. But the same thing is relevant to us now as well. That the Mubarak month of Ramadan has passed. We are now in the month of Shawwal. Already half of Shawwal has gone. But the issue is that we have to reflect that what has been achieved during the month of Ramadan and where are we presently. When people undertake some business venture or any other matter for that for that case, whatever something that they have put their efforts into, they've put their time into it. So then they check now what has been achieved. So a person now ran that business for a year, <coughs> so now he's counting the profits or Allah forbid the losses. And now he wants to make some decisions what he has to do going forward. If he's doing well, mashallah, now what better he can do? He's not doing well, that's a very big problem. So now that needs to be fixed up. And if it's gone into a loss, that's a disaster now. So now some drastic action has to be taken. The issue is we have to now reflect about what has happened in the month of Ramadan and where are we currently. The month of Ramadan Allah Ta'ala gave us, mashallah, one was the bonus of the great rewards. Inshallah, we did much more than we normally would have done. We would have spent more time in ibadat, in tilawat of the Quran Sharif, in nawafil, in many other amal. After Ramadan, that pace and momentum is normally not easy to sustain if a person had, mashallah, really exerted themselves. But something would continue, inshallah. So that pace of ibadat, which we, inshallah, would have tried to have done in the month of Ramadan and excelled and exerted ourselves, that is perhaps not what we are managing with now. 
But there's some part of Ramadan which doesn't stop. Which was Ramadan came to give us to continue with. And that is what we have to reflect on. That is the objective of taqwa. So now let us ask ourselves, two weeks have passed since Ramadan finished. Where are we with regards to taqwa? Has there been a change in the situation that was in our life before Ramadan and where we are currently? If there is a good, a positive change, Alhamdulillah, Summa Alhamdulillah. This is a great blessing of Allah Ta'ala. But if we don't seem to find any significant difference, any positive change, before Ramadan somebody was wasting their time on social media, they're still carrying on. Before Ramadan somebody worse than social media now we're in fact involved in some kind of haram chatting. One was just social media which is on the level of wasting time. But one is beyond that in the level of haram. And now that hasn't stopped, that's still carrying on. Somebody was looking at things they shouldn't have been looking at, they're still carrying on with that. Even if it did stop in Ramadan, which was a good thing, Alhamdulillah, that it stopped in Ramadan, but if it's gone back to it, then these are obviously very, very serious problems. Now, especially those of us who have been blessed with this opportunity to acquire the knowledge of Deen. This is the most fundamental prescription for the acquisition of the knowledge of Deen. In the ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala commands us and Allah Ta'ala gives us the prescription for the ilm of deen. Adopt taqwa and Allah will grant you ilm. Allah will bless you with ilm. Allah will fill the heart with nur of ilm. And that ilm will become a means of great benefit for a person in every aspect of life. It will guide a person towards that which is going to take a person to the good of and the best of this world and the best of the hereafter. The best of this world is where the true connection with Allah Ta'ala is developed. There's afiyat. There's that link to our Creator. Our heart is in the right place. We are conducting ourselves correctly. Our amala in order, our akhlaq is in place, our mu'amalat and mu'asharat. And Allah Ta'ala makes dunya also then easy for us. So that's the best of dunya. And obviously akhirat is the main thing. Then akhirat Allah Ta'ala will open the way for a person's direct entry into Jannah inshallah. Man salaka tariqan yaltamisu fihi ilman sahalallahu lahu bihi tariqan ilal jannah. Nabi Salaam says the one who treads the path of seeking ilm, Allah Ta'ala will ease the path to Jannah for such a person. Now that path to Jannah, we have to walk it now. And we might at any time have to cross that bridge. When you get to that bridge now, it's too late to start walking anything further. When you get to the bridge now, you have to cross the bridge into another whole realm. So this is the time now to walk that path of ilm. 
And if the person walked that path to ilm and suddenly had to cross that bridge, the bridge of death, then the, he crosses that bridge, person now walks somewhere, there's a bridge, so now when he crosses the bridge, he comes sometimes into a different place completely. So here he crosses his bridge, he crosses directly into Jannat. So now that requires that a person has acquired ilm in the way that Allah has prescribed for us. Allah Ta'ala says, Adopt taqwa, Allah will grant you ilm. Now the reflection has to be on this matter. Where are we in terms of taqwa? Taqwa in our speech. How much of taqwa is there in our speech? Are we speaking what Allah is pleased with? Or are we getting involved in ghibat? That is far away from the prescription of ilm. Are we speaking obscenities, obscene things, vulgarities, immoral things? Then how are we going to acquire ilm if this is part of our conversation? Now shaitan brings about a lot of things in the heart and mind. And the shayateen are in different forms. They are shayateen that come in a way we can't even see them. And in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala speaks about the shayateen ins as well. There are some shaitan in human form. They invite us towards evil, invite us towards wrong. They try to encourage us to do things that are displeasing to Allah Ta'ala. And in various ways, they try to make us feel that no, it's not a serious thing. Are you talking something immoral? You'll get somebody saying, but this is not something serious. Everybody talks sometimes these things. But now that immoral talk creates immoral thoughts. Now somebody is sitting and listening to such kind of immoral talk, it starts creating immoral thoughts. And immoral thoughts leads to immoral actions. And when immoral actions start, the haya starts disintegrating. The haya starts collapsing. And when the haya starts collapsing, we've discussed this Hadith Sharif many, many times, where Rasulullah has declared, إِنَّ الْإِيمَانَ وَالْحَيَاءَ قُرِنَا جَمِيعًا Iman and Haya are together. When Haya starts collapsing, then Iman will go as well. Allah forbid. Now, we take it for granted, it's a small thing, but the small thing is not a small thing. It leads to very great disasters sometimes. So now you'll get people encouraging this kind of thing. They'll start talking those kind of things and want to engage you in such conversations. You'll get people posting these kind of immoralities on groups. Now, all these things are very harmful. We should not be on such groups. But you'll get these kind of things happening. People are circulating immoral things, immoral jokes, things which are obscene. Now that a person who's acquiring ilm or wants to acquire ilm and this kind of Conduct, getting involved in these kind of things, this is, this is worlds apart, it can't happen. A person wants to feel cool, so instead of putting the air conditioner on, they're putting the heater on. And I say, but we can't feel cool now, how come? So if you're going to put the heater on, how are you going to ever feel the coolness of the air conditioning? It's never going to happen. You have to put on the air conditioning and switch on the heater, switch off the heater. So now we are putting on the heat of sins and we want to feel the coolness 
of the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, the coolness of ilm in our hearts, the coolness of that taluk and connection with Allah Ta'ala, we want to feel that peace and tranquility in our hearts that comes from connecting ourselves to Allah Ta'ala. How is it going to happen when we're putting on the heat ourselves? And this will then just, now to try and cool that heat, will and Shaitan makes one feel, no, no, this is not uh, very happy enough. You need to do something else that now will give you that happiness. So now what's that something else? Shaitan takes us to something worse, which brings more fire. Now taqwa was to be acquired in the month of Ramadan, which saves us from all these issues which keeps us away from all these things that harm us, that take us away from Allah wa ta'ala, that take us away from the Mubarak way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Unfortunately, there are so many things that keep coming up, such ajeeb things. All this is as a result of giving in to the temptations that shaitan puts in our way. Now we hear over and over again what is harmful, what is beneficial, but the beneficial things still don't seem to attract us. The harmful things, we just still can't seem to leave it. Now, if this continues, Allah forbid, it goes deeper and deeper until it ruins a person's life. There were things which were not heard of before. Things which were hard to imagine before. But nowadays, every other day, there's something which just shocks one. And then there's some things which people sometimes mention. And when they mention it, it's like something that's no more strange. It's like something that's quite a common story. We never ever heard in our earlier days that a girl would be caught smoking, especially somebody who now is in a madrasa. But now we hear these kind of things as well. Now why this happens? How can this happen? This is such a ajeeb thing. Because we just get carried away by what seems to be Somebody looking like they are very people's in the terminology that people use, cool. What is the meaning of this cool? What kind of cool is this? This kind of cool is anything that the word cool might sound cool, but it doesn't mean that anything that's called cool is cool. The cultures that people have so for some people, the punk hairstyle they call it, which looks like a person now, he probably touched one live wire and got a shock. And now he's looking like one, one jinn or something that now, his person's hair is all standing on end. And you ask some person who's already got this kind of hairstyle, but why you got this? You say, no, it's cool. Somebody's wearing... They paid for it, brand new clothing, brand new garments they bought, but it's torn all over the place. So now, some poor person is wearing something for 10 years and it got torn, and now he's got that also, also 10 years, it's torn, but now he used it for 10 years. Now people are buying torn clothing, paying double the price, and I say, no, it's cool. Why it's cool? Because it's torn. That pichara, that person now 10 years now, he's got nothing else, he's looking for something new to, something better to wear, he's trying to patch it here and there, because it got torn, and he doesn't have anything, can't afford to replace it. 
So now he is saying that now I want to replace, replace this. But people are paying triple the price to buy something torn. Why are they buying something torn? See, you now it's cool. So now that punk hairstyle is cool. That torn clothing is cool. Then people are wearing things which... Uh, 20 years ago, if suddenly somebody walked in the middle of the same people who are wearing it today, somebody walked in the midst of them suddenly out of the blue wearing it, they would have all been disgusted. They would have made a mockery of the person. Look at this person. So what is the point in all this? Things which are really a mockery, things which are really disgusting, because shaitan made it so-called cool in some people's minds, so now people follow these kind of lifestyles and they think it's cool. But now this coolness of this nature is all leading to the heat of Jahannam. This is not going to make cool. It makes life difficult in dunya already. Now some people wear some such kind of shoes that heel of that shoe it's not far off from the stilts people used to have previously. Now the thing is like half a ruler now. They say why they wearing it is cool. Now they are almost falling over. It's hurting. It's damaging the feet. There's some articles on somebody once sent that how harmful this can be to the to the leg and so on. So now it's cool. Now it's causing so much of heat, so much of pain, so much of difficulty. But now because this becomes the fashion, now this is the fashion, the fashion that leads to the so-called cool fashion, which is leading towards the heat of Jahannam. But now this is all the result of not knowing our direction. And the month of Ramadan came to give us that direction. That we don't get caught up in all these things. We understand where we are heading to. We go towards what Allah Ta'ala has promised coolness in. Allah bi zikrillahi tatma'innul qulub. This itminan. This itminan has such a coolness. It is better than the best cooling breeze. And all the best things that a person can want. Is that coolness that Allah Ta'ala blesses the heart with. Which Allah Ta'ala has promised for those who submit to Allah Ta'ala. Allah bi zikrillahi tatma'innul qulub. In the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala is the peace of the heart. That's the coolness. Where there's a true satisfaction in the heart, not the deception of one making oneself happy. So, Allah forbid, if the month of Ramadan has passed and we now gone to these so-called cool things, which are really things that are leading towards the heat of Jahannam, then now we need to stop and take stock. We need to reflect. Somebody made a mistake, they made a mistake, the doors of Toba are wide open. Allah Ta'ala waits for the person who wishes to return to Allah Ta'ala. And when somebody turns to Allah Ta'ala and makes Toba, Allah Ta'ala accepts their Toba. They sincerely repent, they have regret over the past, they have a firm resolution not to go back to it in future, they stop the wrong. Such a person becomes very close to Allah Ta'ala. So now we need to start becoming conscious of where we are heading to, what we are doing, where we want to get to. So what we want to do is, we want to get close to Allah Ta'ala. We want the best of dunya in the way that we get close to Allah Ta'ala. Because that is what's best. And we want the best of akhirat. So now, this is where we have to now focus our attention. So one 
step forward is that we start identifying the things we have to change in our lives. We should have done this long before Ramadan. We were encouraged to do it. Inshallah, we did it also. But if it hasn't happened, or if it happened then, and things have now slipped off the track again, now, step one. Write down for yourself. Don't show it to anybody. Write it down. I need to change A, B, C, D. Many a times, we don't even make the intention to change certain things. Just as an example, as an example, a person is not adopting parda in the, in the manner it should be adopted. Now sometimes some are doing it to some extent, not doing it to some extent. Some are not doing it at all. Some are in some situations doing it, in some other situations not doing it. So it's a weakness. Now sometimes we don't even have the acknowledgement, we don't even acknowledge it, that this is a problem which needs to be addressed. We don't even have an intention in the heart, we are quite comfortable with wherever we are, though it's a very uncomfortable place, we'll only realize that discomfort, Allah forbid on the day of Tiamat, how uncomfortable this was. But in any case, the point that we are discussing now is, that we don't even reflect and and make an intention somewhere, acknowledge it that this is a problem, this is wrong. I need to change it. It may not have happened immediately. We may not have taken the step immediately. But if there's an acknowledgement, and then it's now being nudged forward with an intention, with a resolution, with some effort, then there's every hope that inshallah will get there. Obviously the effort includes dua, begging Allah's help. But now when you don't even acknowledge it, we don't even uh, want to put it down as a problem, then what chance can there be that we're going to ever move forward, make any progress on the matter? So now it might be something to do with what we are doing on the phone, what kind of groups we are in, who we are chatting with, they just take it for granted, that's my cousin. But is that a non-mahram? Or it's a mahram? It's a non-mahram. If the cousin is a non-mahram, is that in order? It cannot be in order. It's not in order, it's wrong. But now we're not prepared to even acknowledge it that this is wrong. We're still trying to give some justification to it. Now we're chatting with somebody, say, no, no, this is just a very, very, we just, it's to find out some necessary things, some work related things. So that's the only person we found, a non-mahram. All these are just the excuses of nafs and shaitan to keep us engaged in some wrong, in haram, in sin, in vice. So we need to make tawbah from all this. So the starting point is, we start writing down, making a note of things. I need to change these aspects, number one, two, three, five, whatever it might be, how many. And then make dua, Ya Allah, these are all my weaknesses. I am very weak, but I am already making istighfar on this. I have not yet even come to the point of Tawbah yet. But Ya Allah, I am begging your forgiveness and I am begging your help. I don't know how I am going to do it, but I want to do it. Ya Allah, I am unable to do it, but you, your help will make it possible for me to do it. I want to become totally obedient to you. This is what Taqwa is all about. This is what the month of Ramadan came to teach us. Ya Allah, I want to be totally obedient to you. And I want to do that which pleases you, stay away from everything that displeases you. Allah, I am very weak, Allah, but with your help, I'll get there. 
Now this dua. So now we identified the issues. Now we already are making dua. We are regretting what is still stuck. We are stuck in something. And we now asking advice. How do I move forward from here? What do I do to get out of this? Inshallah with this effort, dua, this resolution, this intention and conscientizing ourselves, thinking carefully, reminding ourselves, reminding one another, inshallah with the fazl of Allah Ta'ala, we'll start progressing and we'll start moving forward and inshallah the day will come when things we thought were impossible for us to achieve, impossible for us to do, it will become part of our life, part of our system in such a way that when we look back, we will wonder what we were worried about. We wonder what we were thinking was difficult. And when somebody else will now say it's difficult, we'll say it's nothing difficult. We ourselves will tell them. So now we are worried about how we're going to do it. Just start, start taking the steps that was discuss- we discussed. Write down the issues. Don't leave anything out. For your own purposes. Not for anybody else, but write it down. Writing it down is already showing Allah Ta'ala, Ya Allah, I'm concerned about this. Allah, I am not justifying anything. Allah, this is the list of problems I have. So I'm writing everything that needs to be changed. Everything that needs to be addressed. So we are showing Allah Ta'ala our eagerness to move forward. That we want to move forward. Therefore, we are taking the step. So we are not just dismissing it. Well, now we heard something. We heard something now. Fine, we'll see later. No, we'll sit down now and write down. We'll write down just in point form. One, two, three, five. No details. But I need to change these things. I need to change number one, number two, all these things that I need to change. So we'll sit down and write it now. And then reflect upon it. And make Tawbah istighfar. The minimum is we start asking Allah tell us forgiveness daily. Ya Allah, what I did was wrong again. I'm still stuck in this. Ya Allah, I want to come out of it. Ya Allah, you help me. We keep making the dua, keep making istighfar, keep acknowledging this is wrong. And encourage one another. Inshallah, summa inshallah, this will become a stepping stone towards that taqwa that we should have already acquired in the month of Ramadan. Well, it's nevertheless a lifelong effort. There is no end to this effort. We have to keep making this effort. And when a person takes a step towards Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala's rahmat comes rushing to them. So now this is the time to take the step. So inshallah, once we are completed with the dua, we will take a few minutes to sit down and to write out this list for ourselves. If we want to discuss it further then with somebody who will advise us, who will guide us, we should do that. But for now we're doing it for ourselves, to conscientize ourselves, to make ourselves aware. So we give it a good thought. And if you're not sure about something, this is not in order or it's in order, then we inquire so that we don't leave anything out of this list. If you can't finish the list now, we'll do it later. But to have something in front of us. And from time to time we look at this and keep making dua. Keep asking Allah Ta'ala's help. Then we will see the ilm that comes. This is now getting onto that road. The road of taqwa. So Allah Ta'ala grant us this great wealth of taqwa. Allah Ta'ala help us to become totally obedient to Him. Allah Ta'ala save us from every calamity of every sort. In our deen, in our dunya as well. Allah Ta'ala bless us all to become His truly obedient servants. And enable us to progress at every step. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحسي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك 
جز اللہ عنہ نبینا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم بما هو اہلو ربنا علمنا انفسنا وعلم تخفل لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرین اللہم افتح لنا بالخیر واختم لنا بالخیر وجعل عواقب امورنا بالخیر بیدك الخیر انك على كل شئن قدیر ربنا حب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة اعین وجعلنا للمتقین اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه انك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل اخرتنا خيرا من الاولى اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله